Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're doing another bit of news on a recent vehicle of <laughs> one of the most popular Cadillacs out there, the 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Oh boy. I'll be honest, I'm kind of bored with the Escalade. I don't, I don't really care about it. I really don't. I was more interested to see the new Tahoe than I've been to see the new Escalade. But this one seems... Like, it might be a little bit more interesting than the previous one, so let's get into it. Courtesy of Road and Track, written by Brian Silvestro. Cadillac revealed its all-new 2021 Escalade SUV today, sporting a redesigned look, a revamped interior, new powertrain options, and independent suspension for the first time. As before, the 2021 Escalade is based on the same platform as General Motors' Motors' other big SUVs, the recently redesigned Chevrolet Tahoe, Suburban, and GMC Yukon, but the looks are distinctly Cadillac. Taking cues from the company's 2016 Escala concept, the new Escalade sports a vast chrome grille marked by a set of slim horizontal headlights, complemented by a set of long vertical lights on each edge at the back. Oh wait, no, no, at the front. Also at the back, obviously, but at the front. The verticalness continues out back with a set of massive taillights that stretch almost the entire height of the vehicle, a Cadillac mainstay. Those massive 22-inch wheels? Standard. The wheelbase has been extended by 4.9 inches in the standard model and 4.1 inches in the long wheelbase ESV. Oh, I thought ESV was the performance version. <laughs> Perhaps the biggest change lies hidden underneath the Escalade. Gone is the live-axle rear suspension design of the previous truck, replaced by a fully independent system that promises a smoother ride and more interior space. Magnotheological? How? How? What? That dampers comes standard on upper trim levels, while adjustable air suspension is available as an option. Standard equipment under the hood of the 2021 Escalade is a 6.2-liter naturally aspirated V8, making 420 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque, sporting cylinder deactivation for improved fuel economy. For the first time ever, buyers will also be able to option a diesel engine. Oh, God help us. A turbo inline-six making 277 horsepower and 460 pound-feet of torque. Both power plants are connected to all four wheels via GM's widely used 10-speed automatic. Cadillac didn't cut any corners on the new Escalade's interior either. It's been totally redesigned with a new dash, steering wheel, and center console. The main attraction here is the collection of OLED screens up top, which Cadillac claims have twice the pixel density of a 4K television. There are three displays in total, adding up to a combined 38 inches of digital display. The standard AK, AKG audio system comes with 19 speakers, while the optional system, also by AKG, comes with an absurd 38 speakers. How do you... <laughs> How do you fit 38 speakers in an interior? I know the Escalade is huge, but they mu most of them must be really tiny. They've got to be really tiny. Both systems come with speakers in the headrests. If you've owned a first-gen Miata, you know how cool that is. Ah, uh, that's something I gotta look up later. Available on the Escalade for the first time is Cadillac's Super Cruise Assisted Driving Tech, 
now with the ability to automatically change lanes. There's also a rear camera mirror, first seen on the CT6, and surround vision, a four camera system that, that displays a bird's eye view around the vehicle. There's an available tow package with nine cameras for easier hitching, and an optional night vision mode that can detect pedestrians or animals in low light environments. Cadillac says the 2021 Escalade will be built at GM's Arlington, Texas assembly plant. The company has yet to release pricing for the SUV, but says it'll go on sale in late 2020. We can't wait to get our hands on one. Continuing with this information fest before we get onto how I think it looks. While the Escalade used to define bling, and this article actually comes from Car Scoops, written by Michael Gothier. Hopefully I got your last name right. They say that while the Escalade used to define bling, the 2021 model will be offered in a sport trim for the first time. It replaces the bright Galvano accents used on the luxury and pre premium luxury models with black trim and a black mesh grille. Customers can also opt for a range-topping platinum variant that has unique interior and exterior details. Stopping inside the cabin for more information, drivers sit behind a leather-wrapped steering wheel and find themselves looking at a 38, apparently 38-plus 38 inch curved, curved OLED display, which has, obviously as we talked about, twice the pixel density of a 4K television. While Cadillac likes to top the size of the display, it's actually broken up into multiple sections. Key among them are a 14.2-inch digital instrument cluster, right in the middle, and then a 16.9-inch infotainment system, and a 7.2-inch 7, 7 driver informa information cent center, which resides to the left of the steering wheel. So basically, do you remember how the Fiat 500's gauge cluster worked? So... You had the revs as the smaller gauge with a little tack, and then you had the speedometer as the bigger outer gauge. So the revs would chase, it was really cool, but the revs would chase the speed as you went faster. So it's, so what Cadillac has done has put a very Mercedes-like instrument cluster in front of the steering wheel and then wrapped the, the rest of the infotainment screen around that behind the instrument cluster and then it goes on to the side where you have the rest of the information so it's it's a similar idea to what fiat did with the 500 gauge cluster but completely digitalized and if you're wondering horizontally oriented so it doesn't stick up on top of the dash which is quite nice The high-tech features don't end there, though, as the Escalade has a newly available augmented reality navigation system. It displays a live video feed in, in the instrument cluster and embeds directional information on top of it. The system also incorporates an audio function, which, which will tell drivers... Sorry, why is it which will tells drivers? They couldn't decide how to write it. Which will tell drivers to turn left only through the left speakers. Kind of weird, but that might actually work. Getting back to interior options, I skipped a little bit because it's stuff we already talked about. Customers can order a rear seat entertainment system which features a pair of 12.6 inch touchscreen displays. They're pretty high tech as they can be used to play games, music, and videos through HDMI and USB inputs as well as mirror Android smartphones. For chauffeur duties, the screen can be used to suggest destinations to the driver which they can either accept or decline. 
You know what? Nor I normally I really don't like how we're really just screenizing interiors or just going whole you know completely digital overload as far as automotive interiors goes. I think there's still a beauty in having some mechanical instruments, and I guess I I I tend to lean that way from you know Singer gauge gauge clusters because those are fantastic. Or the, Chal or the 2015 Challenger gauge clusters, because those are nice and retro, but they also add a, a modern touch to it, and those are beautiful. I really, I think there is an, uh, uh, an underappreciated artistry when it comes to gauge clusters, and just going completely to the, just going whole hog on making them screens destroys that to me. It's, it's, it's a lost art. Or, or the Lexus LFA, because that was both a digital and a semi-mechanical display, because it did move around. The, the rev counter would move to the middle after you started the car, or some, some sequence of starting. That sort of thing is what I want to see more of in cars, not just, yeah, let's get a tablet off Amazon, chop off, you know, a few inches off the side, make it horizontally oriented, and then stick it in front of the driver. I don't personally want that, because to me it's just kind of a lazy way of having a, sp a speedo and a tack. Not that it doesn't work, and hey, maybe it's more efficient. But what about the Challenger tag and Speedo, man? What about Singer ones? Even the even though I do wish they were they did a little bit more with the Viper one, even that one I quite like. Just going all all screen is just the easy way out to me. Putting aside the technology for a bit, the cabin is a wash with premium leather, wood trim, and metallic accents. Among the highlights are ambient lighting, door panel piping, and stainless steel speaker grills. Customers will have no less than eight color and trim choices, including an all-new Gideon Whisper Beige option, which boasts custom-woven fabric that adds a new level of style and ambiance. What? <laughs> the... The, A key, the AKG system, which we already talked about, also has a few tricks of its own, including a conversation enhancement function, which uses microphones and speakers to improve conversations between people in the front and rear seats. Another interesting addition is a dedicated volume controller for the front passenger. Thanks to the all-new platform and independent rear suspension, the Escalade is far more spacious than its predecessor. In the standard model, Third row legroom climbs from 40% to, sorry, climbs 40% to 34.9 inches or 886 millimeters. And this creates one of the roomiest third rows in the segment. Cargo space behind the third row seat also jumps 68% to 25.5 cubic feet or 722 liters. While overall capacity climbs to 109.1 cubic feet or 3,089 liters. Those needing additional space can get the Escalade ESV, which is 15.9 inches or 404 millimeters longer than the standard model. It boasts 36.6 inches or 933 room or uh, millimeters of third row leg room and an overall cargo capacity of 126.6 cubic feet or 3,585 liters. As announced earlier this year, Cadillac's semi-autonomous driving system will be available on the Escalade. It allows for hands-free driving on more than 200,000 or 300 
and 21,869 kilometers of highways in Canada and the U.S. This is possible thanks to LiDAR map data, high-precision high precision GPS, a state-of-the-art driver attention system, and a network of cameras and radar sensors. While Super Cruise isn't new, Cadillac recently announced an update which allows for automated lane changes when the system is act sorry, for automated lane changes. When the system is activated, drivers simply need to use the turn signal, and the SUV will automatically change into the desired lane when an appropriate opening has been found. New for 2021 is an available air ride adaptive suspension, which allows for automatic load leveling and automatic ride height adjustments. Speaking of the latter, the system will automatically reduce the ride height at highway speeds to improve aerodynamics. It can also be set to lower the ride height by 2 inches or 51 millimeters to improve entry and egress. Lastly, drivers can raise the suspension to provide additional ground clearance when off-roading. On the topic of off-road adventures, the Escalade can be outfitted with an optional electronic limited slip differential. It delivers torque to the rear wheel with the most traction, and this helps to and this helps to aid in rough terrain and inclement weather. And there we go. That's kind of it information-wise for the new Escalade. So, what do I think of the interior? Well, let's start with the dash. Like I said before, I'm not a fan of an increasing number of automakers. I don't know what that was. Holy mess. I'm not a fan of an increasing number of automakers going to digital-only displays, especially as far as the instrument panel goes. However, once again, I like the fact that this is horizontally oriented so it doesn't stick out on top of the dash like, a phone, like having a phone mount does. And I do like how they... Gate, how they put the instrument cluster in front of the rest of the infotainment screen. So not only does it pop out, but it gives it importance. It gives it precedence among the other screens. So I quite like that. As far as the rest of the dash goes, because there's obviously still more to go, I don't like the air vent. There is, so there's one air vent where the passenger is, the front passenger, and that's not so bad, it's where it should be, but the one by the driver is right below where you'd normally expect the infotainment to be, and it's a, it's not small, small, but it's a very, once again, horizontally oriented vent. So, it's very short, but very long, and I don't know how much air that's going to be able to push when I'm sitting in the driver's seat, and we're still... I don't know if that's going to hit enough of an area. Because let's say I try to angle that to my face, or let's say I angle that to my chest. In my mind, because it's horizontally oriented, it's only going to hit my nipples. It's just going to hit the nipple area. Not like part of my pec, just my, sorry, just my nipples. And I don't want that. If I'm, if I'm aiming it at my chest, for God knows whatever reason, I want it to hit the entire, at least like 35, 40% of the pec. Not just, not just from basically just a small area that spans from nipple to nipple. Or if I were to aim it at my face, I want it to hit mouth, nose, and then maybe near the forehead or the T-zone. Not just my mouth. 
So I'm not it it's wide. So it'll it'll do a great job hitting a a long area on someone's body, but it's not tall. And I need it to hit my face. I need it to hit Like you know how people cover their eyes and only their mouth and nose are visible. I needed to hit at least just a little bit past that because my face gets hot, really hot. It, it's hot right now. I don't want it to just hit my eyes or just hit from my mouth to the corners of my mouth. I need it to hit everything. Like take the Challenger's vent, for example, big and tall. So it can hit my chin, my mouth, my nose, and then maybe my T-zone. That's fantastic. This is like looking through, <laughs> would be like looking through a little slit in a fence. That's what it's like. And I need it to push more air. I need it to hit more areas on my face or body than that. I suppose that's what ventilated seats are good for, but uh, I'm not so happy about that. That's probably the biggest drawback of this entire interior. We're still the. I mean, the driver obviously gets two vents, but it's kind of blocked by the by the steering wheel. Whereas the passenger gets two vents that aren't obstructed. They're also uh, horizontally oriented, so it doesn't make that much better, but... <sighs> oh, well. Although, another an interesting thing to note about the interior, especially from, like, dash to lower center console, is that it seems kind of minimalist. And that's probably due to the fact that it's most... I suspect most of the functions of, like, HVAC... Pr primarily, HVAC, actually, can can be done through the screen. But also with the vents being so small, it's it's a fairly minimalist interior. It's not boring, perhaps like Volvo interiors are, but it is interestingly minimalist. Because even even the HVAC controls get actually, I don't know if those are, I they might have redundant controls, but they've given they've given the. HVAC center, we'll call it a very BMW-like design, so it's so it's wide but not tall, so it doesn't take up that much space. That's pretty good. You don't with the HVAC stuff, you don't need a massive screen. You don't need it to take up a lot of room, really. Normally, you know, when I rode in the M850i convertible. At uh, the RMDE last year, I didn't. I actually didn't like that because I thought it it would be too small, and you'd have to hunt for it, and you'd have to really look to see what the temperature was at. But Cadillac seems to have because the thing with the BMW is that it was below a bunch of other buttons, so it was it was just cluttered. With the BM, with the Cadillac, with the Escalade though, it's the the top infotainment. And the HVAC functions are split by not only a dash design, but also the vent. So it's not cluttered. It's much better than what BMW does. However, while the glove box does look fairly big, the center console does not look like it has a lot of storage room. I mean, you have the armrest, and then you have the side thing where you could foot, or sorry, where you could fit like a stick of celery. And maybe and maybe a lot of it because maybe it's deep, but outside of that, it, it just doesn't look like there's a lot of room. There's no there's not a lot of cubby holes. That's what I'm getting at. It's big, but very few cubby holes, and I don't know why. 
the rear seats look pretty good as well. They kind of, in this photo, they have a Durango-style captain's chairs with the armrest. Oh, that's where the, oh, that's where the speakers are on the side. Oh, okay. Honestly, I feel like that would actually get a little annoying, but that might just be me. Cadillac did a good job with the interior. They really did. Probably one of GM's better interiors. Now for the exterior. I saw a lot of people on Drive Tribe actually hating on the new on this new Escalade. And all I have to say is, what were you expecting? It's a Cadillac Escalade. It, unless Cadillac said, said, yeah, we're going to radically change it up. Was it ever expected to really, really change? I mean, it looks like an Escalade. It looks like a new Escalade, which is awesome, but it looks like an Escalade. I don't know what most of those people were expecting, but I think they, they really set themselves up to be disappointed. You know, and they were saying, oh, it's ugly. It's Well, mostly it was just ugly. I didn't read many other specific comments, but... I think this is like the, the new Escalade. It's like most cars where it's not it's not great looking from all angles even the gen 5 viper there's one press photo that i don't that i don't like the proportions of that car even that car is not perfect from all angles even the jaguar e-type coupe the hardtop is not perfect from all angles and this car is no different from the front though it's not bad if you if you have a hard time imagining what it what it looks like it's it has the bottom the grill type of the XT6, so basically nondescript, and then it has a massive Cadillac grille, and then the headlights, so you know with the DT Ram 1500, if you get the, what is it, the Limited, it has those slimmer headlights, so imagine those, but slimmer still, and then that's more or less what Cadillac did, as far as making the headlights slim go, that's what they did, the design is different, as it should be, and as I personally believe it would be. But you know, the rear end is standard Cadillac affair. If you've seen older Escalades and the taillights go, you know, up to the, you know, up the D pillar, same thing. It's the same thing here. The only downside to the, to the exterior design is that it seems that they've, they've added silver trim around the greenhouse, except, except for the quarter window, which is quite big. Which is a good thing, because I, I I like that. Except that they've added this fake like mini mini quarter window. So they made so where the C pillar is, they made that silver trim really thick, and they put a Cadillac logo there, which is okay, not brilliant. But then in that space, again, they've added a fake window here, probably for continuity. But my question is, why not just? move that silver trim closer to where the actual shut line is for the door. I don't... I really dislike needless needless details like that. Especially as far as windows go that don't serve a purpose because the, the previous generation Toyota Camry did the same thing. The facelifted one. And I never liked that. And, it's ex and the Cadillac has done exactly the same thing but on the Escalade. It just looks weird. I, don't know, I guess it's not—it's not especially good looking. Not—not not, in my view, not better looking than the Tahoe. However, with that being said, it looks like an Escalade. It looks like an updated Escalade. That's fine. That's completely and utterly fine. I don't know what 
most of those people on Drive Tribe were expecting. It looks like a cattle. It looks like an Escalade. It is an Escalade, so it's doing its job. It's not especially ugly. From some angles, it's really not that great, but on the whole, it's not ugly. So yeah, Cadillac did a good job with the Escalade here, too. Tahoe, I like that. The Escalade, I'm like, okay, from the side, it's not great. Like, the silhouette view, the headlights, ugh, that's, that's not a bad, that's, sorry, that's not a great view. Head-on, it's not bad, but the side is really kind of appalling. But anyway, what do you think of the new 2021 Cadillac Escalade? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Are you kind of mixed? Tell me wherever you can on YouTube, Podbean comments, what have you. If you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and if you do subscribe, hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time we upload. If you're listening on Spotify, hey, give this podcast a follow. Maybe like a few episodes. Same thing on Podbean. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well, we're on Spotify. So just boot up Spotify, type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then listen to the episodes there. I hope you all enjoyed. I like I I'm okay with the new Escalade. It's it's an Escalade. It's just the interior is probably the more notable part than the exterior. But anyway, I will see you all in the next episode.